Advertising is the worst kind of art. I can't say I hate advertising, though I'd love to tell you <laughs> that I hate advertising. I really would. I'd love to say, like, I despise it all. But some of it's extremely clever. Nonetheless, it is still the lowest art form there is. Welcome to Rob's Morning Psychosis. Now, I say it's the lowest form of art because, well, what is advertising at its core? It's art. It's a creation made to just sell you something. And what is art? Art, at least to me, here's my really fast and loose definition of art. Art is there to make you feel. I've put zero thought into that. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's the most basic, uneducated, uh, worst definition for art you could ever receive. But I'm just trying to boil it down, okay? We're cooking a, what, what, a reduction here. My brother, who's like part chef, um, <laughs> would do stuff like that in the kitchen. I'd be like, what the hell are you cooking? Are you just trying to start a fire? He'd be like, it's a reduction. Um I forget what it was. Oh, it was like uh, the wine vinegar dressing. And if you cook it, it turns into a reduction, which is balsamic, the thicker syrup. Anyways, I'm I'm not here to teach cooking lessons because I would do that poorly. I'm trying to give you a poor lesson on why advertising is the worst form of art or the lowest form. (laughs) I'm just throwing my my, uh, two cents into all sorts of... Uh, art forms, because cooking is kind of an art form, right? Well, nowadays it is. Think back, you know, a hundred years ago, cooking was not an art. Cooking was sustenance. But where society has brought us uh, to today, now it's more of an art form. In fact, it's so much of an art form that uh, it kind of, it's kind of disgusting to me at how much we waste because it's an art form. Like you ever seen that, uh, there was the show over the summer, which I despised, but my kids loved, and it kind of became like a trend, but if you know anything about YouTube, YouTube had this trending way, way before, like years before. So on YouTube, the original trend on YouTube was, you know, uh, making things look, making food look like real life things. And then Netflix took it and turned it into, is it cake? And they even used like YouTube thumbnails for the imaging on Netflix, where it was like somebody slicing what looked like a a shell, a conch shell, but it turned out to be cake on the inside. Crazy. Um, so now, (laughs) so now the programming from, for Netflix, you can just, if you watched YouTube, like a few years ago, you'll just see it on there. What was I getting into? Um, oh, well nowadays cooking is an art. And what despise, what I despise about that is like that show. This is what I was getting into. I'm going way off the path. I promise I'll get back. Um, but if you watch that Netflix show, I don't know. Maybe I just watch stuff so cynically. Because if you watch that, they lay out all these things that are supposed to be real, are supposed to be cake. And I think one of them's cake. And then they just cut it. And that's it. You never see anybody eating it. You never see anybody finishing the cake. You never see anybody donating the cake. And that bugs me. Like, you really want to make a show where people, like, you know, feel good about watching? Cut the cake and then serve it to, like, hungry kids. Because there's 9 million hungry kids with food insecurities in America. 
And I just, for me, it just, it bugs me that I'm like, these kids might have access to Netflix easier than they do that cake. Maybe you don't watch TV like I do. I know that sounds, I, I, I just feel like a crazy person at times. And I'm like, this is why I don't talk to people normally. This is why I talk on my podcast because I don't, I, I know you're giving me a weird look right now or you're looking oddly at your phone or car stereo. Um, and you're like, what the f- is wrong with this dude? That's how I would never want to watch a Netflix show with him. Don't worry. I don't, I don't say this is why I love my wife because I can say this stuff to her after the show, you know, or I explain it to my kids gently in a way like, Hey, you know, there might be kids that are hungry right now watching this. And what do you think happened to that cake? Do you think all those people enjoyed it? Or do you think it got thrown away? This is why we don't support these people. <laughs> so, long story short, um, food is now art. And it's not even meant to uh, sustain or nourish us. It's just meant to be on display, to be cut open and tossed. And that bugs me, man. Bugs me knowing that there's a bunch of hungry kids that that cake could have given diabetes to. I'm tapped. Oh, that's why for so long growing up, my mom would say, what are you, thick in the head? Mm, now I started to understand why she said that. So, advertising. Let's get back to the point, the main point of this. Advertising. What is it? What is it? I don't care if you think advertising is art. Well, no, it is. We can all agree on that. It's someone's creation. And the worst offenders of the lowest form of art advertising are the ones at Christmas time or the Super Bowl. Because at Christmas time, what do you get? Those Budweiser horses that are pulling a sleigh with little Timmy in the back and his crutches. And they, they roll him up to the house so he can go enjoy a nice Christmas turkey or w- whatever's happening in the corner. And it wants to make it feel all warm inside. But the reality of that, if that was an American commercial, is Timmy's probably going back inside to get another beating from his dad, who's way, way, had way, way too many Budweiser's and put him in those crutches in the first place. Right? But these commercials, the the polar bears, the Coca-Cola polar bears, who probably all have diabetes because if Coca-Cola is the only thing they got on the North Pole, then, well, God help them because we know that Coca-Cola can peel paint off your car. That's what my art teacher used to say. (laughs) And I'm talking about, like, elementary school. She would tell us, you know, if you want to get the paint off the brushes, use a can of Coke. You can take the paint off uh, off your automobile. Maybe that's why I got these weird thoughts now. I had some great influences in my life. <laughs> People, teachers that told me, don't drink Coke. That stuff will take the paint off a car. Um, or maybe it was salami. I forget if she told us. Maybe she told us both. I think she definitely told us about putting a piece of salami on a car and it would peel the paint off. Anyways, I learned some great stuff from That's why teachers should be paid so much more. I think the minimum salaries for a, a entry level teacher should be a hundred thousand a year. And if you don't believe me, um, go sit in on a class of you know fourth, fifth, sixth graders, or never mind, sit in on a class of teenagers, and you tell me those people don't deserve more money for them shaping the young minds of today. But the lowest form of art is that Christmas art, or that Christmas commercial. And I say the next one is the Super Bowl. Because that is just like, they're just, you know, the aim there is to get a bunch of comedians in the room 
write down the funniest creation they can. But the end goal, no matter you remember it or not, and there's not a Super Bowl commercial that was so funny I could tell you. I could just tell you a, a, a sponsor of them, a, a uh, one of the creators. It's got to be Doritos, right? I feel like Doritos is at every Super Bowl commercial party. But I couldn't tell you any... I could not remember one piece of art from those Super Bowl commercials. But those are the next worst offenders. Because they want you to laugh. They want you to go, oh, that's clever. But at the end goal, it's just to sell you something. And I think the worst for me of all this was last year, I think it debuted at the Super Bowl. And this is where I'm like, it might not be the Super Bowl. But around that time when, like, you know commercial fever is high and people are talking about commercials which to me is so stupid i'm like you're doing the advertising for them okay stop talking about it stop putting it on radio shows no one gives a rip everybody's seen them they come out on youtube now a week before stop stop doing the free advertising for the people for no not the people for the companies but for me what really spurred me into this uh dismay of the lowest form of art advertising is last year booking or was it last year or two years ago again i'm getting old the brain's a little foggy i couldn't tell you exact dates or times but you've seen them you know idris alba everybody's man crush or whatever he maybe he's not a thing anymore but a few years ago he was the oddest dude in hollywood idris alba i believe he's british um Trying to think what he has played. He's been in superhero movies. Oh, and that's the most disappointing, disheartening part of this whole thing. In the Thor movies, he's uh, the dude with the sword that opens up the rainbow portal. <laughs> I know I'm offending every every person who loves those movies, but I can't think of what his name is. He's got a funny Norse name. Uh, I can't think of what the sword's called or the rainbow pathway that Thor travels on between time. It's like the rainbow portal. He's the one that opens up that. He's got the sight with the eyes. So that's who Idris Alba is. The dude who is the gatekeeper for the rainbow portal for Thor to travel between worlds. I hope that clarifies it. <laughs> I got none of the names right. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. So that's the dude. He started doing these commercials for Booking.com. If you watch YouTube, they're all over YouTube. If you watch the Super Bowl, I believe that's when they debuted. All over. The, they're everywhere. And the whole thing for him uh, in those commercials was like, at Booking.com, you know, we make it easy. There's no, we, we don't charge you nothing because, you know, we have no overhead. But if you were reading stories in the news, and this is really what irked me. God, I still, I still hate Idris Alba to this day because of this stuff. At the time that they hired him, which I'm guessing they probably paid him millions for that, and they probably paid millions to get into the Super Bowl, they had laid off essentially their entire staff. I think it was 1,800 people. So while they're having the money to pay Idris Alba to do these commercials, which Idris, if, if you get Apple News, or if you just read a newspaper, or Google, you could have seen that the money that they were paying you was taken from them firing all of their staff, all of their employees, laying a lot of people off. 1,800 people, I believe. And instead, it went to another rich dude who did not need that money. You know, so 1,800 people just totally went out of work, lost, and maybe my numbers are off, but it was a lot of people. It was news. Meanwhile, I mean, I just kept thinking, of like, how 
are those people who just lost their job who worked at this company. Seeing this dude who probably was paid millions of dollars to promote how, oh, it's so easy with booking.com. You know, you can just book it with us and it's so cost effective. And I just saw it as anybody who got laid off from that company. I was like, oh man, that's got to sting a little extra to know how much he's being paid (laughs) to promote how, uh, how great the company is. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, you know, he, one dude from Hollywood who don't need the money took a bunch of their jobs and it was supposed to be clever. At one point he's doing like a a limbo line and like having this lighthearted fun on vacation. And I just thought, is that irony? This dude who don't need the money, who's promoting a company that took money jobs from all these people who had poured themselves into it. And maybe I'm giving a little more credit to the people. Maybe they didn't put, maybe they were uh, at best mediocre employees. They were still employees. Did they deserve to lose their job? I mean, the company had money, right? They hired Idris Alba. But that, to me, is one of the worst offenders. So every time I see that commercial, I think this is the worst art on earth. Because while most women swoon over this dude and will probably use that booking.com or whatever it is, while they're all, you know, thinking, oh, what a fun and playful guy. I want to go on vacation with him. I love this commercial. There's so there's There's a bunch of families that are like, F this dude. He just took the next year paycheck from me to to promote this website, this booking, whatever it is, .org. I don't know. Advertising is the lowest form of art. And it bugs me when I see certain celebrities. I think the most famous one from a Super Bowl ad or from a ad was the Matt Damon one. Fortune favors the brave, telling everybody to invest in crypto and, well... If you did, you probably know how that goes because you can't avoid a story. Uh, even if you didn't, you can't avoid a story about people losing their life savings because they tried to favor the brave. And a great YouTuber, uh, CoffeeZilla, just did a quick video on how uh, the end of that story that Matt Damon is referencing about the Roman uh, explorer who wanted to, uh, who knows what his end goal was, but he's the one who said fortune favors the brave. Well, it turns out the end of that story for that ancient explorer uh, is they sailed too close to this volcano and he suffocated from sulfur inhalation. So fortune didn't really favor him unless the fortune was death. Maybe that was his goal. But uh, yeah, so, you know, that advertising, it is something. And to me, it's just the lowest form of art. And when I see like big names who aren't vetting, or I shouldn't say vetting, but just well aware of you know, the name they're hawking, because that's all they're doing. They're prostituting themselves. Uh, They're selling their body, their image, their, you know, their voice, their reputation for money for a company. And listen, I did it, not on the level of Damon or Idris Elba, but working in radio. And I, and at some point I had to turn some stuff away and I stopped doing certain ads. And, uh, you know, there were things where I just started to choose much more carefully because I didn't feel like I could authentically uh, lend my voice to it. And I don't feel enough people are doing that. Especially the ones who, and listen, this is the difference. When I first started doing commercials and radio, I took everything. I needed money. 
But as I got a little further along and I didn't need the money, I mean, I still could have used the money. At no point was I ever rich. At no point was I ever not living paycheck to paycheck. But when I had a little in savings and it wasn't going to be pinching pennies, I could say no and I would. So it bugs me when dudes like Idris Alba, who ain't worrying about the heat this winter, ain't worrying about energy prices this winter, is willing to take that money, either full well-knowing or not being aware, ignorantly not knowing, which at that point, I mean, why are you not looking into the company? If you're going to be taking money from them and putting your name, your brand on it, wouldn't you look into the company a little bit? Just a Google search, Idris? Jesus. So he's a piece of shit. Uh, Sorry for the language, but that's my take on him. He might look good on your eyes, but uh, you know he's a little rotten to the core if he's not going to look stuff up. Or lazy. Lazy at best. (laughs) A lazy rich guy. Uh, Oh, he's got other things to do, Rob. He's got to wake up at 3 in the morning and do push-ups and then eat a whole raw egg. (laughs) Right? Isn't that what he'd do to keep the body like that? To stay in those North Mythic God movies? All right. But that's my point. Advertising, lowest form of art. Because when you when you listen to a song, right, any other kind of art, a song isn't trying to sell you something, unless it's that, like, 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS or something. They're trying to sell you to give your car away. But, but I don't mean advertising song. I just mean, like, real art. Real art. There's no intent. The intent is, or, or the... Uh, what you get from it, I forget what the word is. It's early, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> but whatever you recognize in the art, the artist left it up to you. So a song can mean a thousand different things to a thousand different people. It can reaffirm someone's love for someone. It can reaffirm heartbreak for someone. Uh, when you look at a painting, a painting is meant to just make you feel something, maybe make you remember something. Or if you're looking at a Salvador Dali to... to think of like, wow, anything is possible. Who knows? And that's what I mean. It's all left up your interpretation. And and a lot of artists, that's why it bugs me, but I also appreciate it when you hear somebody ask, like, uh, I've been listening to this podcast where they're interviewing one of my favorite rappers of all time, Atmosphere, Slug, Sean Daly. And they ask him, hey, when you wrote this song, what did you mean? And most of the time he'll define, you know, with the space he was in or what he was thinking when he wrote it. But ultimately, he said quite a few times, like, I want the people to decide what it means to them. And I think that's so common for artists. They want it to be left up. And when you interview people, or if you hear radio people interview people, they say, like, hey, what is this song about? I mean, sometimes, especially the manufactured pop or, you know, whatever, the generic stuff. Yeah, maybe they just meant for you to love somebody or think about heartbreak or whatever. Or country music It's all about heartbreak, right? whether your dog ran away or your ex left you again, whatever it is. But then there's this whole category of artists, which I think encapsulates a lot of them, where they just kind of want, they maybe had the idea, but they want the interpretation to be left up to the the viewer, the listener. And I think that's, you know, the purest form of art. I don't know. Who am I to judge art anyways? Who the F am I to do it? But when you see a painting, when you listen to a song, when you watch a YouTube video, God, YouTube video, it could mean, I've seen these YouTube videos that are supposed to be comedy videos, but to me, it's eye-opening 
as to what's possible in video editing. You know, there's all different things. And I think that's the core of art. It's to help you express something within you. It's to let you feel something. It's not what advertising is to hopefully uh, spark something in you to feel something, whether it's good or emotional or what. But the end goal is to associate that with a brand that you'll buy because you felt that, you know, that is the lowest form of art advertising. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob. This is Rob's Morning Psychosis. Share this with a friend. This is the best way for the podcast to get uh, spread around, word of mouth. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you telling other people about it. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, is that what it's called now? I don't know. The iTunes Store is now two different things. It's Apple Podcasts. It gets confusing with all the new branding. Maybe they should do those. Remember those Apple commercials? I'm not going to get into it. But if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating. It helps the podcast get noticed. And uh, other than that, I love you. Create some art. That's not meant to sell anything. Well, I guess at the end of the day, the artists are just trying to sell more of their art, right? Oh, no. I'm going down the rabbit hole. All right. I got to go. Peace.